Hey everybody, welcome back. We hope you guys had a wonderful new year and uh, Christmas holiday break. I know we are just coming off of our solid time off last little while. I know I, I'm coming up to the end of two weeks of holidays, so it's been yeah. uh, pretty solid. Uh, we just wanted to do a quick little forward on what we have in store for you all in 2023. Uh, it's going to be a big year here for the Trident More Gaming channel. Lots of uh, lots of little tweaks, lots of little fine tuning. Um, we're going to be actually starting to drop our content instead of at seven a.m. It'll be more at ten. Uh, we find just that's when most of the hits are coming in, uh, which is great. Um, it's just get to sleep in a little bit more uh, and schedule things later, so it's easier to share and interact with you all, which is nice. And then as far as what we're going to be doing um, during the week for posts is. This year is a little bit different. We're going to be going back to our uh, monthly challenges where you pledge a project or something for the month and work on it consistently. Now, we're each going to be pledging our own uh, systems that we're going to be working on, which allows us to really concentrate on that current project so we don't suffer from that sweet, sweet hobby ADD and uh, basically get it all done. Uh, we find yeah. when we did it back in uh, 2020, that was really successful for us. So we want to uh, try and rekindle that uh, fire and really fire. show how much you can get it done. For sure. Yeah. And then, and also with that, um, we are changing up our, um, I guess, our, our platform a little bit with what we'll be concentrating on. Um, we have our strong three that we're doing, of course, our Horus Heresy, we will be continuing to do that. Um, that is our strongest uh, um, series, plus our bolt action as well. And then we also have uh, our uh, 40k as well. So and that, that involves all the other little uh, games and what other game systems that are kind of incorporated in those universes and, and game systems too, right? So... So those will be our our mainstays that we concentrate on, and you will of course see what we're working on and all our projects and stuff like that too for those systems. So it should be pretty good. Um, it lets us concentrate, like Bill said, month to month on projects that we definitely want to get completed and get more of them completed to show you guys as well. Um, I guess going further too, we'll obviously have um, a lot more events happening as well. So you'll see lots of that stuff. I won't go into too many details with that right now, but um, essentially, yeah, we're really, like Bill said, we're focusing in, you know, dialing in that uh, zone of, of stuff that we're going to concentrate on. Um, and then the other thing is, uh, I know we've talked about doing a little bit more, um, some like the unboxings and whatnot. Yeah. So we still got to get a little bit of a game plan for that, but you will definitely still continue to see that stuff too. So yeah, Spruin review will be ramping up pretty, pretty strong. Uh, I know I've got a few kits, about five of them that I'm sitting on that we want to work on as well, uh, which, you know, helps me get my stuff built and also provide content for you guys. Um, and I feel, exactly. I feel the Spruin review is actually pretty beneficial for, um, a lot for new players, especially when they're jumping in, they're not really sure about some of the options. And I'm going to try and take it a notch further 
to show any easy ways to magnetize and being able to swap out options, uh, which should help with some of the decision making. So you don't have to glue it in and, oh, is this going to be the only option I want? I'll, I'll show you guys how to do magnetizing and make it super nice. easy. Yeah. And then, of course, with like the bolt action portion, as I have a majority of the kits. You'll see more of it come out. Uh, any new kits that come out, you'll see. So um, it'll definitely be good times, a lot of fun. Uh, we definitely got a good, strong game plan for this year and going forward. So, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know if there's anything else that we need to drop. That's kind of the, the real big ones. Uh, just keep uh, keep interacting on the socials or keep an eye out on the socials. You'll get all our event news, all the stuff that's coming out. Uh, we'll be you know keeping consistent weekly content for you. Uh, dropping as per usual, so nothing's changing there. Uh, the big thing that is new is we actually now have a Patreon platform, which is essentially just a general support platform. Uh, we might end up seeing where that goes and growing it to something better and bigger as we go, which might be more exclusive, but for right now, essentially all it's doing is allowing you to support the channel. We get to buy a coffee on you, right, or, or a brew, and basically, you know, a big thanks for your support. Uh, anything that you do that helps the channel and helps us uh, provide the content and keep things rolling is obviously much appreciated. Uh, as far as that goes, sure. any reviews as well. If you're able to leave a review on the podcast, on our Facebook page, uh, that also helps us a lot. It helps with uh, just exposure and helps us with our reach, which is nice. So you'll see... See a bunch of new stuff kind of coming out. Uh, everything's been updated on our Instagram page and Facebook, so just keep an eye out for that. And that's that's really about it um, for me. Yeah, I don't really have a whole yeah. lot else. This month yeah. is my uh, get prep for LBO. That's kind of my uh, my nice. my pledge this month. It's taking my army that I painted and built with three and a half weeks from a tabletop standard to a above tabletop standard. So now we're going to be cutting in all the fine details. We're going to be doing all edge highlighting, stuff like that. I'll have lots of pictures of side-by-side -side comparisons. And uh, I feel if you, you know, break these projects up into little baby steps like this, it helps you achieve a higher standard quicker because at least you got your army on the board. It's ready. Now you can take time and start to fine tune it and tweak it. So nice. Yeah. And as Bill's doing that, I'll be continuing working on uh, bolt action terrain and whatnot, getting ready for our first event of the year. Uh, that will be in February, uh, our war zone winter front. So that's actually almost all sold out. So if you haven't gotten your, your tickets for the bolt action part of it, hit us up. Um, exactly. I know 40K is sold out. So yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll be working on that. I'll be getting stuff done for that. A couple of tables, a few more tables and yeah, it'll be a great start to the year for events. And, um, other than that, I think that's about it for my side. Awesome. So, so as, uh, yeah, as we wrap this up, uh, we'll be jumping into our current episode and, uh, it's a bolt action episode. So you'll see my face on the screen again so <laughs> thanks a lot guys uh don't forget build it paint play it and we'll see you on the tabletop catch you later 
everyone welcome back to our 2023 first episode of try it wargaming podcast today you got your hosts i'm andy and this is my co-host bill how's it going good yourself it's going pretty good excellent going pretty good excellent so first episode of the year we're rolling and this one is going to be about some bolt action yep so um We've had a lot of games over the holidays and whatnot in the last month. So uh, some good little, you know, experiences and games and uh, kind of events happening. But uh, today's episode, we're kind of going to be talking about a little bit of our, some of our plans for bolt action, like army wise and stuff. Plus um, why, uh, uh, you know, Bill hates like MMGs, you know. I I hate MMG teams. <laughs> Ever so just recently, though. Uh, it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll jump into that. Uh, Hobby-wise, kind of uh, status quo, I think, for both of us. Um, really just working on, like for myself, for some terrain for the upcoming event uh, in February. Also, the Slow Grow um, Army for uh, end of uh, January. So... And uh, Bill, yourself? Well, I pretty much have been kind of gathering all my uh, my German army for slow grow. Mm -hmm. Getting that all kind of ready. I'm, I'll be jumping into that come February, which will be a pretty rapid build and paint kind of scenario. And then... Uh, just currently, it's just pretty much been a lot of cleanup over the holidays. Getting, um, finish up my LV fist. Nice, nice. Yeah, always the grind, always the uh, the the probably the pressure before the event. And Bill specializes in that. Where that's where he gets most oh, yeah. stuff done. I would say. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's the way. Yeah. No, I hear you. It, it does work well. I mean, uh, we've seen it on all accounts with. A lot of people in community and and even our own personal group kind of thing so um so yeah so like your your army that you're looking at to start playing um you decide to go with germans yep okay um i know you recently picked up a or going to be picking up a uh, grenadier box set this is true right so Another one, I should say. Another one? Oh, okay. Another one. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so what's your ideas like on the, the army, starting a new army, considering that you've now have, you know, gotten the grasp of the game, you have your Americans, and you were saying that you kind of wanted a slightly different army, different feel to how you want to play or go about them, right? So yeah, give me give me a, like a little rundown of what you kind of have in your mindset. And uh... um, I, I kind of wanted to have something a little bit more mobile than my American Force. I, I have, you know, do their thing, but uh, I do have an amount of I got two MMG, which they they do their job, but they're very fragile. Uh, the mortar team also is fragile. I just find. Being able to get, you know, taken out with a sniper shot and just removed is, it bites. It's, uh, right. it's, it's not good, right? So you don't get that 
um, what feels like a valued like return. Whereas I, I think the way I'm playing my Americans is also straight GI, so I don't, I'm not taking LMGs and stuff in the squad. Whereas the Germans, I can actually take squads which specialize in that. Mm-hmm. You can also be rocking kind of Panzerfaust. Like it, you get a kind of a mixed bag of you no know, LMG, anti, not to mention just regular rifles, which feels like it could be a really good jack of all trade squad. And if I'm running multiple now, I'm starting to kind of double down on. Uh, the benefits, right? Right. Right. Oh, it sounds good. Yeah, there's, there's, um, the German army has a lot of options for sure. Um, they definitely have, you know, uh, a lot of different units. Uh, one thing is they're kind of a more elite, um, class of units right off the bat, especially, you know, just the beginning of the war, you know, mid war all the way up until the late until you get to like Berlin, but there's lots of uh, options from just your LMGs in the squads to like multiple LMGs. Uh, You also have pioneer squads, which are like your engineering squads with flamers and whatnot. Um, And of course you have like, I'm going to say almost in every campaign book there is out there, there's probably majority of it's Germans, right? There's some kind of German unit in there somewhere. So if you find something you might like, you know, you might want to use that. Um, there is different rules too for, uh, your MMGs, right? Um, not just simply just an MMG team. Um, they do have another team. I can't remember what it was, but I've seen some guy use it where there's actually a pen value to the MMG team. It's like, it's like, it's like a heavier machine gun. Oh, okay. So, um, there is that, but again, there's tons of options. So, you know, if you are planning on like playing a German force, there's lots you can do from, you know, grenadiers to like, uh, an, an early here infantry unit or a, a mobile, um, with lots of transports. Um, and of course, uh, they have some armored transports, right? Um, seven plus with machine guns on them too. So, um, I know how you feel on transports as well. They can be a little pricey. Um, but there is a lot of other, uh, vehicles like a, a Kubo wagon, which is kind of, kind of like a Jeep for them. Same, yeah. same thing. You can put multiple machine guns. Um, one, there's one unit, uh, it's the, I think it takes the place of your armored car. Um, but it's, a uh, motorcycle with sidecar that has an MMG. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, Jordan's actually used that quite a bit, and um, it just yeah, it those has, look pretty cool. And it has recce. So, not only are you zipping around with this machine gun, which mm-hmm. you're getting an extra shot for being a German, right? Hit this yeah. buzzsaw. Um, but you also have recce. So I mean, if you get targeted by a sniper, well you can just book it, right? Stuff like that. So, um, and then of course, uh, yeah, if you're going Grenadiers, you have the assault rifle option as well, right? Uh, assault rifles, um, Panzerfaust, I believe. Um, and then of course there might be some other special style units that allows you multiple of those options in your units. Yeah. So, so are you, uh, are you kind of going 
Like, are you going to go reg force? Are you thinking going veterans? Do you, do you think you're going to add like, uh, you know, maybe an SS unit in there or something like that? I, I'd probably throw at least one squad in there just for, yeah. Fanatic. Just for fun. Right. Yeah. They're, they're everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> they're everywhere. Right. So try and make them look really cool. Um, the Waffen SS squads have a lot of cool stuff in them. Mm-hmm. Definitely a, a very strong mixed bag. So, yeah. Yeah. And we've seen it across a lot of the players that play, um, right now is kind of the, the, the DAC, the, uh, desert forces for the Germans is yeah. quite, is kind of popular right now. Um, even myself included, I'm doing one as well. Um, but yeah, from the options, like there's so many different squads and this kind of goes across majority of armies. Yeah. Um, but as for the Germans, there's probably way more than anybody else. Um, so any observers, you thinking of observers at all? Um, um, I haven't, I haven't gone that deep into it, uh, mm-hmm. other than just kind of looking at squads of really want to make sure I am trying to capitalize on the, uh, LMGs and Panzerfaust if I can. So, right. Right. Which is, is a solid, um, idea for, for an army, especially in the game consistent of, you know, yeah. um, infantry it's an infantry game right uh the one nice thing too though is like if you do decide you know to look at armor um the panzers themselves you know with with their allotment of mmgs is quite effective um so and and you'll get some decent shots just because of that extra plus one on how many shots you get i mean you've seen it when we played uh we played at the the last event there in Calgary, yeah. Gentlemen's War. I mean, my uh, my Panzer three did some work uh, against your infantry, right? So it's it's definitely something to consider. But the nice thing with the German army is they have so many pieces of equipment that can deal with armor, right? Tanks, obviously, um, that you don't necessarily need to have a tank yourself, right? So. That's a, a good little turning point for, for the German forces. Um, yeah. So, and you're, because uh, I know you, you kind of based your Americans more of like towards the uh, Italian kind of theater. I yeah. Believe, right. Um, I'm assuming you're, you're probably going to keep this kind of in that same theater. Pretty much. Uh, the main goal was to try and, uh, have the force be able to be deployed against my Americans, like in a in a setting where they're very similarly based. Uh, the color schemes will kind of match and kind of complement each other. Nice. Um, I can't remember the name of that particular camo that we were talking about. How I'm going to spray uh, the tanks? It's more like kind of Eastern Front. I wish I could actually find the name. Not of sure it. if that was, this is, I can't remember the name either. But I don't know. I don't even know if it was like a a fall kind of camo or not? Yeah, it's it's pretty much that off. Um, what is it? That kind of autumn yellow, and then they're sprayed like green and orange, and even sometimes black and like striping mm-hmm. effects over the tank chassis and hull. It's I can't remember. It has a specific name. If you you know why? If you're listening and you're and you're screaming, type it in the comments so I don't forget next. 
How embarrassing, <laughs> right? So it's all good. I'm sure some. But it looks it looks cool, yeah. And that's kind of the thing with the whole the whole forest. I really want to try and paint something that's going to be a lot of fun, especially with those uh, those pretty sweet tanks that I've got. I've got Panzer three four, and then I've got a Panzer or a Tiger one early production. Uh, so it's three three of the nice tanks to play around with that eighty eight uh, as well, which mm, is that Tamiya kit. Right. So that should be kind of sweet to put together and put on the table, right? Like that's right. Should be yeah. And yeah, because you went. Uh, Bill's gone with uh, the larger scale for his tanks. Yeah, they're uh, one forty eight Tamiya. Yeah, so which they look really good. Um, especially with his paint job that he's done <laughs> for his Americans. Um, it's, it's interesting to see the size on that too, right? For, for model wise, really doesn't have like a huge, huge, huge impact in game. Um, just because you usually, you know, you usually only have one, right? So, yeah. um, it's, it's really good. It's, it's a nice looking kit and I'm sure the German kits, um, want to see what that tiger looks like. It'd be pretty neat. Yeah. So. But, yeah, um, I think it'll be. I think it'll be pretty imposing on the table, right? That centerpiece, uh, for sure. Not to mention, it gobbles up thirty-year army. It's big. <laughs> it's really big. So. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I know, and it's funny we mentioned the tiger because I know a lot of guys. Well, why would you take a tiger? Why don't you just take a Panzer IV? It's this way cheaper. Does the same thing, similarly, right? But you also got to remember in this game, it's you know. If you're playing it for for you know uh, competition or whatever for yeah. tournaments, sure, you know you can think that way, kind of thing. Yeah. But uh, ultimately, your game, if you like a tiger tank because you love the look of it, it's your favorite tank. Do it. Yeah. Right. That's that's essentially, I think, one mm -hmm. of the best things is that I'm not running it for points efficiency. Yeah. I'm running it for cool factor, and it's it's a fucking tiger. Yeah. And and even that army itself even though even if you take it as a regular force it's still going to be very elite you know um it's still going to have a lot of options it's still going to be tough to take out especially if you're using cover um you know there's always some kind of hard cover majority of the time around somewhere um so it it it's definitely it's an expensive force that i find because uh, i've been playing germans probably for the last six months or so or if not more and uh i find i'm always outnumbered so the minute you kind of get to that point where you have this big point sink you know you're going to find that even more so you know as you're looking through units obviously you know you're going to pick out what you like uh and then of course for like taking objectives and stuff too like i try to with my regular force i try to have at least three units and as close as full strength as possibly uh, that I can for Germans, uh, just because you don't you don't have a twelve man squad that you got for free like the Soviets that you can just throw into the fray, right? Yeah. So. But yeah, no doubt. I I see the value in doing the full man. Yeah, especially with some armies. Worth it. You're Americans for sure. Um, yeah. The one thing too is definitely. The Germans definitely need to utilize their uh, Hitler's buzzsaw rule. 
Yeah. Um, so like when, like for my DAC army, I have the, uh, shoots and squads, which they get two LMGs in their units, but they're only eight man strong units. So I have to be very careful with them that I'm not taking too many hits. Right. Yeah. Um, so I, I take those, I have three units like that. So there's multiple machine guns there. The tank has multiple machine guns. Uh, if I take a transport, it has a machine gun. So it's just this big weathering storm of shots happening, but that's like, that's my, my thing for them. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, with myself, like taking the tank, it eats up points, <clears throat> but, uh, there might be options for putting in more infantry, which might be a better idea. And then take some yeah. kind of anti-tank. Right. Well, it's even these, like even the bikes or sorry, even just with kind of focusing on those MMG teams, like what, what kind of spurred the dislike is how many points that they cost. Um, considering they're 65 points when you're running bad, which you will, um, it just seems to be better in my opinion, but it's the lack of mobility. We, we were talking earlier, you know, I can take a Jeep with an uh, MMG for 33 points and it's like, well, shoot, I can have two for the price of that one bet squad and they're still ripping around, they're mobile and they're, um, which definitely puts pressure on the enemy. Yeah. It can, it can be a lot of, uh, a lot of fun. So it, it's just, I would definitely like to try and focus on some of the mobile aspects, like with the Germans, that bike squad's definitely an idea. I think it'd be cool just to have, right? Run stuff down. Um, no, definitely. Yeah, it'll... Like, again, there's, good. there's lots of options. Um, there's, especially for all the different armies, there's, there's tons of options. So there might be something else that you'd like to take, um, I know with myself, I always, I always do take an MMG team and I'm torn between, you know, yes, I do want to take them and no, you know, they, they kind of get stuck in a spot, right? So it's either, and most, uh, most of you guys already know how, it, how it works is those fixed teams. They tend to get just sniped out take out the the main target and the whole the whole unit's wiped so essentially you lose that order dice and those points you know kind of right off the bat if it's a if it's a juicy enough target or you end up putting it in a position where you try to keep it away from the enemy sniper but then as you're deploying sometimes what happens is your line of sight to things isn't so good right i mean i've had it in multiple games where I've had my MMG sitting in the, the back line, kind of in the corner spot, trying to create a kill zone for itself to prevent the enemy from coming through, which it did. So that's a benefit yeah. for it. But when there's multiple units coming down that corridor and you can only really pump so many shots into one and there's, you know, all the modifiers, of course, you know, it's, it's like, well, I got to kind of reposition this unit to get back to my main force otherwise i'm gonna get quite overrun on this side um so you don't end up shooting anyways so like yeah mobile mmg doing that same kind of task yeah 
put that it's Jeep, nice put that jeep on a road you know or uh on a road with some cover like right beside the the building kind of thing or whatever you know you're getting you're gonna get cover you still got an angle and then if you need to get the hell out of there uh, if if you're on a road well you're a jeep so boom, there you go gone right you caught up to your other force and then on top of that you move your your unit you're still able to shoot if you got targets yeah right you just can't go in buildings so which is fine it's yeah being able to close that gap to take some of the cover away I feel like fucking battle tech is trying to roll. <laughs> It'll be more, a little bit better, right? You're trying to yeah. trying to really maximize the the effectiveness of that of that squad. So that'll for sure. That'll kind of be um, fun to test out and just play test, right? And it's it it's kind of, it's a little different between your two armies because, like, your Americans, your regular GI infantry, they um, they don't get light machine guns. They get bars instead, right? Yeah. Whereas Airborne will get some light machine guns, I believe. And I believe the Marines, Marines get yeah. them as well. You know, so that's that's a little bit of a different play style for that. Um, where you have the other option of taking, what is it, three machine guns for like one choice? Yeah. That's like the Americans' shtick. Yeah, so sure you can you can put all three of those MMGs on one section and just hold that down. So I mean, there is that option, but I don't know how many points is that per per machine gun. There's there well fifty or sixty five. Fifty or sixty five, right? So yeah. So it's all kind of it's a fair bit of points for for the three that are just going to be standing there, kind of doing their thing. So I, yeah. I guess I can see. You know, and then if you're looking at Germans, then obviously they get one extra shot. There's a lot more options for it. So it kind of depends on your army, depends on how you weigh it out for what you like your unit to be able to actually do, right? Yeah. So um, in a in a competitive setting, that's definitely a way of kind of looking at it, kind of thinking about how effective is my unit going to be for my army to do as best as the army can do in this event, this tournament, right? Yeah. Because like guys going to, you know, guys going to LVO actually right away here, um, it's no different than any other game. You're trying to uh, almost in a sense optimize your army, right? So like as an example, your your um, American force, you've kind of optimized it to like how you want to play it, right? Yeah. Very aggressive. Your tanks go up. You know, your tank goes up hard. Uh, it's pretty close to the front line, doing damage, making some cover for your units, laying down a lot of firepower just from moving and shooting. Um, and then now with your Germans, you're going to see that it's going to be a little different. There's going to be... Oh, for sure. You know, different things happening, right? So, so yeah, when you start looking at units like that, and, and then everybody's... I know everybody has said something about the MMG team in general. It needs something more, right? Like, I don't know if, I mean, this is obviously, you know, wishful thinking, but if they were to give an MMG team the extra rule of 
anytime it shoots, it gives suppression, which is an extra pin. So yeah. instead of one pin, it's two pins. Would it be worth it? And that's two pins? That, that seems like it'd be better. That's right? pretty good. Two, two, two pins compared to one is pretty good. So it's still only going to be its regular shots. You know what I mean? Like guys can do that, like house ruling if they really wanted to, that kind of, see how it works out. Um, it's an interesting idea, right? But again, it's not an official rule, obviously. So yeah, what, what, that's the, I guess that's the big question is what would you do to MMGs? Like you've said here now, give them the suppression thing, but like people listening, what would you do to make MMG feel better for the points? Mm -hmm. What do you think would be an effective way? Yeah. No. Make them stay the same points, but just give them that little extra room for they feel better. Yeah, they 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 need a boost of some sort. Um, like you have, you have all your different teams and all your different weapons and whatnot, and uh, it's it's actually like I think Jason mentioned this before. It's it's almost not worth taking an MMG team, yet taking two LMG teams in one squad for forty points. Yeah, it's cheaper, and you get more shots, and you're protected by the unit. So, yeah. Um, but as for MMGs, like what to make better? There's, like I said, the suppression. Um, I don't know. Even if they couldn't be one shot. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, he killed your gunner. Well, that's fine. There's two other guys that could pick up the gun. Make yeah. it minus one to shooting. Yeah. So, so something, right? So, like, so, so that's the that's the question that kind of goes to. So is it a problem with the machine gun team or the fixed teams, or is it a problem with the sniper rule, right? I, I don't think scoping in is an issue. I think that's, like, very thematic. I just think it's the way probably the fixed team rule is. If you target the, the weapon gun, it's it's gone. Yeah. Right? So. Yeah. No, it's very true. It's very true. I know that has been brought up a couple times, too, for they didn't people don't really like that rule itself because it is essentially it's kind of shitty when you lose it that way i guess well you right? could even say okay um if you lose you know if you lose the gunner it could even be you only get to fire a maximum of three dice because the loader's like oh shit rolling over grabbing the gun and starting to let it rip, but yeah. that's, that's shown in the reduced firepower. Like, something, right? It would make it not over overpowered to the point where it was too much, I don't think. Yeah. Three no, dice is only true. three. That's true. Yeah, so. slow, slow down on the firing or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's tough to say. It's tough to tough to really get around some of the rules for, for that, for especially when you're looking at snipers, too. But, um, I mean, I really like the suppression thing. It makes them more of a threat. Definitely more of a threat. Uh, would it be, you know, extra shots? Like, not just the regular five shots that they would get, but maybe boost that up a little bit more? Maybe two more shots extra? Could be a thing. Now, all of a sudden, the only problem with that is, like, we're looking at an individual team, but as soon as, as, soon as you put it on a tank and it's like okay well we just boosted machine guns up to like seven shots instead of five shots normally 
Yeah. So that's that might not be the best way because then now Hitler's blood sod you get eight. Exactly. It gets crazy. Yeah. It gets crazy. So something with survivability would be nice. Um I know it's the wish list, but yeah. it's always cool to kind of talk yeah. about and see. But there's also other like there's so many theater books and th- and theater units and stuff like that we haven't even really even explored. No. Um, there might be some different rules with certain things or uh, maybe you could they can start an ambush you know or some kind of thing like that so they can st- be in hidden cover right off the bat kind of thing no matter what so there's more modifiers to them but it always comes down to as well as the sniper as well unfortunately yeah. but um, it's just I guess it's the way it is for ruling but yeah, MNGs, they're they're kind of a pickle. They're you don't want to take them as inexperienced because then they just they just they're not doing work. <laughs> you take them as veteran, they start costing more. Yes, they are a little bit more, you know, uh, survivable. Um, you still need fives to to wound them, so that might be a thing. Uh, but essentially, it takes still just takes one shot. Um, that lucky bullshit shot. Yeah, exactly. Or takes the one shot or there's other units that have damage bonus that can really rip into them. But you definitely have to put them in cover of some sorts, regardless if there's a sniper or not. Like you, you need to put them in cover no matter what to get that bonus. Cause the last thing you want to do is start just taking too many, uh, hits on them and then they're yep. kind of useless, right? So... Yeah, well, it's even besides just the, sorry to nope, cut you up. Even besides the sniper, you could essentially um, do an exceptional. Yep, exactly. To kill him too, right? So it's and that's what's got to be something better than. And that's what I'm saying. Where you have like that. you take an anti-tank gun, right? Not not an artillery piece, but like an anti-tank rifle that gets plus one bonus to damage. If he scores a, a lucky uh, exceptional damage on you, he's getting plus one to wound you. Anyways, so, you know, if you're a regular, he'll need, what, threes? If you're a veteran, fours? Yeah. Eh, you know. So, yeah, hard to say. Um, let us know, I guess, what you guys think about that. You know, do you guys take MMG teams? How many do you take? Would you rather take the mobile mmg like like bill has mentioned you know yeah. and um also tanks really there's also a little tricky thing with tanks too if you take that pintle mounted mmg careful for that open topped right yeah that's a whole other subject but yeah, <laughs> yeah. take the pintle mount mmg and if they have a more yeah if there's a mortar just you wasted 10 points too bad yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's just whatever yeah it's yeah and, and for the record as you know a american player i only ever ran two mmg teams i had mm-hmm. some some restraint okay it wasn't that guy but um Definitely. for a little bit of harder games i'd like to three squads and then yep. take all the late war vet uh units with double bars and stuff because it's pretty it's pretty spicy <laughs> <laughs> throw a lot of firepower out definitely Definitely. A lot so, of firepower. So. so, 
uh, all this talk about MMGs and, and armies and building stuff for armies. Um, with this year, of course, we are you know wanting to do more events for bolt action as well. Uh, our first one happening in February, of course, we have the slow grow happening end of this month, like I mentioned earlier. Um, for any suggestions for any new players who are jumping into the system or maybe starting in, because I know we have a couple new guys who are coming into the fold, into the community, trying different armies out, um, even experimenting with uh, different armies and or theater lists for um, just games in general. But, you know, starting off at 500 points as we're jumping into the systems, into the slow group, and then on top of that, we have the event happening at the end of the February there. Any suggestions or any, any ideas of, you know, that you can give to players as they're kind of going into this, being it either newer players or experienced players, uh, trying new armies, you know, uh, just from what you can see, Bill, as, like you're, as a gamer yourself and with multiple systems. Yeah. You know, is there really, is there anything you can share with, with the guys about bolt action, how to kind of help guys get through it or go into it? Uh, on Well, honestly, I, I think the best way jumping in, like to figure out your army and how you want to play once you actually nail down a nation or a faction would honestly find out and you already know this if you've played other tabletop games, but find out what your play style is. Right. If you're shooty or if you're a little more hand-to-hand -hand aggressive, you can find units that will help you achieve that play style in the book and play what you like to play. Essentially, that's going to lean to your play style and just kind of have fun with it. I wouldn't worry so much about how good your unit is or how it'll compare it it's more are you liking the way your army's coming out right like you can do the little extra things like i research in 19 based my americans off of and i'll do the same pretty much with my germans this is the setting this is kind of where i'm going to base it you know and just go for what's fun what you think be you know there on that time you can even read up some you know uh lore like actual historical lore and find out you know, base your army around a unit or a specific company and th there's just there's so many different things to do it's just right definitely go for what you like though that's that's the biggest thing nice especially with jumping in so yeah especially starting off yeah with with jumping into the game uh, and that's what the slow grow is all about is trying out the army using and building and playing the units that you like and then once you get to that large amount of points you can always tweak you can always make adjustments you can always add something else right and it's well, nice go ahead bill it is it well the nice part about slow grow too and i know like i've been feeling it with you know other systems that we've been doing it don't be afraid to experiment with new things because slow grow is not about winning. It's just about learning the mechanics, learning your new army, 
let's be real we're all going to kind of make mistakes as we go and fumble our way through the new books and stuff like that but it's about everyone getting on the same page big group which is great for rule interaction because the more people that are playing at one time if you're coming out for the slow grow days and stuff the more people will all kind of stumble onto the certain rules together and when it comes up more people are aware of it and now it's just it helps create like playing games right which i've noticed a lot Um, but yeah playing units that you normally wouldn't play is also fun if you have them you may as well play them and just test out what they do. See if you actually like them. Try different tank variants, right? Like it's mm-hmm. you could you could have a lot of fun with it. No, that's that's some solid advice right there, definitely. And then uh, that kind of goes um, in a sense once you kind of get that going like that, you know, you, you can really have a good sense of what you want to take into like an event or a tournament, right? It all leads into that kind of afterwards. You get some experience, you figure out your army. Maybe it's not even the army you want to play anymore, but it's figuring that out. And then once you get to that level and obviously the being comfortable with the community as well and the other players, and now you know your meta of the group and and whatnot, then you can go into trying to build some of those kind of more solid lists that you want to play and have those really good tight games against your opponents, right? Um, and that's where it's at for like ultimate, you know, in a sense, I'm sure pro- some guys will probably heckle me about it, but like the, the fun factor, you know, of the satisfaction of having that super tight, close game with an opponent. Um, not be, not saying, you know, like the whack kind of thing, but just a solid game, you know, We've had some just recently in another system a couple times here. And uh, really, it's it's satisfying. It's really satisfying at the end of the day when you've had games like that. So, you know, and uh, don't, also don't be afraid to, when you're playing opponents in, in events or in tournaments, to really utilize the opponent's knowledge of the game as well. After the fact kind of thing, Once you know, ask questions, talk about it. You know, yeah. What what do you think I can improve on my army with? We get that all the time, but not everybody does. You know, does do that, right? So it, that's yeah. To echo that point, that's one of the best ways to kind of and adapt and change and hone your play style and just evolve your play style is having those after game chats on it because there might be a thing would say, "Hey, could I have done?" differences it's like well okay you know what happened is i think the, the battle turned on this particular point yeah and this is what i think and you're like yeah you know what okay i agree i made a mistake there but you've learned right every game you lose you're gonna learn something or if you do um that's why i do my most learning so uh but the biggest thing is you got to play the games to be able to get that experience of how the army's gonna work that's that's the biggest thing, right? You you can lift list craft as much as you want, but you have to get the games in to know how the list is going to work. And you're probably going to need ten games solid with that list to know it, to For know sure. it inside and out, right? Like there's there's one thing to like make a list on paper, and then there's another thing like I challenge you play ten games with the same army, yeah. and you'll you'll probably get to know that army very well, where you know where its shortcomings are 
you know, where you can adjust and fix things if you want to, right? Um, it's just, yeah, it, it, 10 games, I think, would give you a really good perspective of how your army plays. And play different people, obviously. Yeah. yeah you can it, really experiment. And as you, you know, as you get more progression and, and experience with your army, you'll start to see uh, how you like to play it, right? Because, like, your army, your same army in somebody else's hands will definitely be played differently but you find your style and and what you find you can do that's effective in the game because i know like in in like heresy we've hammered out armies and played armies and i remember struggling with one army and bill helped me with it and then i pretty much took that army and kept on playing it and playing it and playing it and i think i played it the same with maybe some minor tweaks of it for like a good year to really hone the experience and knowledge and how to play that army. And it made me a better player, right? You know, was I winning all the time? No. Was I winning a little bit more than usual? Yes. Were my games closer? 100%. And had some really good moments. And even in events, like in Vegas, had some really, really strong moments for myself with my army, you know, um, just close scores or close battles. That's what it's all about. Right. And of course the enjoyment level of playing that army that you've put in your time, you've painted, you know, you, you've converted, you worked on, you put it on display, you've brought it out and you're just happy seeing it on the board playing it. So, um, so yeah. So as for like advice for new players, like I think we <laughs> did hammer that a bit for just the enjoyment level and play what you want yeah. to play kind of thing, right? So yeah. So that's good. That's good. And tournaments is a whole other level. Um especially with bolt action because it doesn't I don't know. In any game there is kind of the competitive side of things for tournaments. But what I'm finding uh, with bolt action is most armies have something or some unit that might be a little bit more optimized or better than uh, what other armies might have or specific to them, right? So if it's open to that kind of, you know, competitiveness, you're fine. Like you're going to be okay you might have guys who kind of know the ins and outs of certain units and, and rules, but that's all going to come with experience. Everybody has a machine gun. Everybody has a rifle. You know, some armies have better anti-tank than other armies, but it's also on like era level, right? So uh, if you're going into events like that for, for competitiveness, you know, I don't think you have to worry too, too much about just getting blown out of the water because there's usually... I don't think I've seen it yet where I've been wiped off the table, right? Like there's no turn two being wiped off the table kind of thing. No. So it's a different game. It, it, it essentially is. So if you're coming in from a different system, you know, and, and you're, you're used to that, it's it's a little different. So I, I, I think to dial it into is you're always going to get that competitiveness if you have like podium style finish pricing that is true right if everyone gets the you know participation 
dice bag swag and you know everyone's having a good time some hooting and hollering and it's random stomped or got stomped or whatever happens it doesn't matter no one no one gives a shit everyone's rolling dice a good time and Mm -hmm. it's more light-hearted feeling right but as soon as it's like hey you want to get that prize for best general oh shit well now now game on yeah now i'm i'm going for it right because i want i want the bragging rights yeah so it's it depends how you do it but it's that's the nature of dice games Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. So, no, it's good. Uh, definitely, a lot of options with bolt action, and then uh, on top of that, you know, down the road there will be some K forty seven stuff happening too, which is very similar to bolt action. It's just a different edition. It's the same idea. If you're if you're jumping into bolt action, you're preferring that weird war K forty seven. It's essentially the same stuff as we've we talked here. So, yeah, uh, just bolt action with Wolfenstein sprinkled on. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> so, that'll be good. And we'll probably be taking a look at a, a little bit of that this year, too, as um haven't really looked into it previous years, as I was strictly concentrating on straight up historical bolt action kind of thing. Um, so. But uh, I guess, yeah, I guess with the new armies coming to play, uh, the nice thing about this is it's not just me and Bill choosing new armies to play. Uh, we've got yeah, about everybody. 10 or so players that are starting up, maybe even more. Uh, hopefully there's a couple more guys who are going to sign up. Uh, there is, yeah, everybody is literally choosing a new army or new kind of faction of their own army already. And they're starting it up, which I think is absolutely awesome for a slow grow. Uh, you know, especially starting at slow, low points. And uh, there's a couple of players, uh, kids who are getting involved in it. They want to jump in into bolt action. Uh, I know I've done some demos with a couple of them already. So it's really captured their imagination and intrigue into the game uh, for community building too, right? So. Um, it'll be nice to see these guys at these events and pass on exactly what we've talked about here about, you know, the games and units and this and that and get feedback. So, uh, I'm pretty excited for that. Definitely for that, for this year, uh, it would be a pretty busy year, I would say for both of us in, in either systems that we're concentrating Absolutely. On. Absolutely. And even for just the listener, you can still follow along and jump in and like you know go along with us with this slow grow because uh the the whole thing is to get you know x amount of your army point wise worked on in a specific time period so if you want to follow along you can always use take track on all the uh any pictures you have on instagram and stuff and it'll it'll pop up for us so we can actually pick out your armies yeah. and you send us a message can on you know, hey, you've got, you know, 500 points of Canadians you're working on or whatever. We just, we love to see all the different people jumping in. It's easy for you to stay kind of accountable because you want to be part of it. And yet you can kind of watch how all the pictures we'll be taking and showing our actual, you know, uh, work and then game nights too. So, yeah, and that's the uh, Instagram hashtag 
Trident Wargaming. Right. Yep. So check that out. Tend to get a lot of pictures on that stuff, so it's pretty great. Um, yeah. I think uh, I think we're good for the first episode. Yeah. So hope you guys enjoyed it. As always, thank you guys for following, sharing, commenting, checking us out, and any kind of support that you'd like to give. Uh, we do have, uh, well, we always have a lot of people chiming in and um, and asking if we need help with any events and whatnot too, which is great, and we appreciate it. So uh, keep up the good work. Keep up, you know, building, painting, playing. That's uh, our motto. So we will be doing the same. And then uh, I guess we'll have some time to start our projects and share with you our progress and uh, all that fun jazz that we tend to do. But this year is more of a dedication. Uh, I know between me and Bill, we've talked a lot about it and made a game plan. So we'll definitely be doing that, sharing that progress, sharing community events, sharing uh, just local events, you know, from all the little groups that we're into. So, and um, share your guys' stuff with us too, right? We we love seeing your guys' miniatures. We love seeing your conversions, you know, paint jobs, everything. So by all means, and uh, any questions or anything, hit us up. You yeah. Know, we're, we're definitely down to discuss things and whatnot. Uh, or if you have ideas, you know, ideas of a, a topic you'd like to talk about, you can always reach us, reach out to us as well. So... But yeah, I think that's pretty good. And um, I guess we will see you all, all you guys on the tabletop next time. All right, troops. Catch you on the front. <laughs>